Hello, Mike here, and welcome to the Tempo 10 Questions With, a new podcast to run alongside the regular pods. We're focusing a bit more on the content creation side. Myself, Samo, and many of the other people around the content and uh, football manager community. This is our cup of tea. We want to speak to some people, get to know them a bit more. Uh, we know a few people out there also want that, but we don't really want that to come along um, and come across the regular pods that we've, uh, we've kind of found our rhythm with at the moment. So it's not just me this week. Um, and as you can probably guess from the name who it is, it's the blogger, podcaster, and occasional streamer and YouTuber, FM Grasshopper. How are you, mate? You okay? Hello, yes. Um Nursing a bit of a cold this week, um, blaming Dan Gear obviously for that passing over the uh, podcasting airwaves. So hopefully you won't be next getting the uh, podcasting cold. Yeah, no, I, I can feel a bit of a sniffle coming on myself. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's. Uh, I should be fine though. If I do flake out, I'll let you know. But let, let's crack on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, we'll try and make this quick anyway. Um, so obviously the idea is uh, ten, ten or a few questions with you. We'll see how we're getting on. So just to break up the ice a little bit. Um, can you tell me three things about yourself and FM, um, two of which are true and one of which is false? And myself and the listeners are going to guess which one is the false one. Okay, so I've done my homework then. So first it will kick off. Um, to date, the journey of Angel Bastardo, who is the protagonist of my FM 17 and 18 content, um, it equates to 69,000 words. That's the first one. Okay. Um Second, I was a candidate for the Manchester City job in 2007 based on my outstanding CV, all from Football Manager. So we're going with the real life Manchester City job? Yeah, the real one. This is the real job. Okay. The one that Sven got eventually. Right. And thirdly, my son's middle name was legally registered as Nugen because I bloody love them in the Football Manager series. Um, Okay, right. So (laughs) 69,000 words considered for the Manchester City job. And your son's name is Nugent in the middle. Um, right, well, we'll let the audience kind of have a bit of time as well. But what I'm going to go with, I think you're trying to tempt us into the middle there with the Man City job. Um, I think that's probably true, but you might be uh, leading us down the wrong path there. So I'm going to go with um, your son's middle name is not Nugent. I don't think um, your wife would allow that. No, she didn't, unfortunately. So yeah, you, well done. It's correct. Uh, it's- <laughs> It's a shame, but uh, I'm glad to, I'm glad to get it right. But I wish it uh, wish it was uh, new chat. Yeah. So obviously the the first one, obviously I think my both contents from seventeen eighteen is now over a novel because I think a novel is four thousand forty thousand words. So I'm over that already, which is kind of sad if you look at it. But I enjoy it anyway, writing, um, which is probably going to talk about today. That's fantastic, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who've read all sixty nine thousand words more than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, secondly, yeah, I did I did apply for the Manchester City job based on my CV. I think it was from FM 2007. Um, outstanding careers with uh, Monaco and Malmo. Um, and yeah, I got a letter back from the uh, head of comms there saying that, you know, it's unfortunate, but you're not being selected any further. Um, but yeah, I did, I did a fancy letter to John Wardle at the time as club chairman, um, and, you know, saying that I could polish around the edges of Emma Wimpenza's game um, and really get the best out of him. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't to be, sadly. They went for Sven Goran Eriksson. Yeah, it's a shame. I think, I mean, obviously we know Sven didn't do that well. So with a bit of hindsight, I think, you know, um, FM Grasshopper could have uh, maybe taken him to the level they're at now, but a few seasons earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go on then. Before we um, before we start and dig straight into the questions, just bring us up to speed with a little save synopsis. Not a save update. 
save synopsis. Okay. Just where you are at the moment with uh, with Bastardo (laughs) and the whole thing. Okay, so obviously summing up the whole of last year was obviously Bastardo went to Estudiantes, then he went to Chile national team, ended up in Inter, did really well with Inter winning the Champions League in his last game before being stabbed up. And that's where I kind of concluded my journey with him in FM17. Um, But then, you know, I'm a creative writer in a sense and I wanted to bring him back. So kind of like Jon snow S from Game of Thrones. Spoiler if you've not watched that bit yet, sorry. But <laughs> he came back. Um, and this year he's been with Estudiantes and he'll only be with Estudiantes um, in Argentina. And I've done now four seasons and I'm going into my fifth. Um, I haven't won a league title yet, but I've won probably the biggest club prize of all in South America, which is the Copa Libertadores uh, last season. Um, and I've also won a Copper Argentina. So it's going well. Obviously, you've, I've had my dark moments in this save. Um, I kind of started very, very poorly and kind of just gradually built a system now um, and got the right players in. And it, I'm looking stronger than I ever have. So I'm aiming for 10 seasons throughout this year of FM18. Um, but I'm, I'm a bit perhaps playing slower slightly than last year. So whether or not I'll get all the way to 10, um, who knows. But I generally play all year round. Um, I normally get cravings for FM if even if I miss a day. So it's likely that I will play up now till September time and then have a little of a lull in October before kicking off again for FM nineteen. Yeah, I mean it's it's a strange kind of thing in the FM world. Um obviously you've you've had a lot of success, but usually people when they're creating their manager, they don't put a lot of thought into it. It's just kind of you know, with myself I just kind of create, you know, even sometimes the the generate button and just put my name in and off I go. But you've managed to create like a, you know almost a, a pragmatist and a, a kind of a you know a character, and it's if anything, it's up there with the actual FM content. So, what do you think the success is for that? Well, I, I kind of did the same for FM sixteen with um, Louis Schwarzenberger, who was a Swiss Swiss man, kind of an older age Swiss man. Um, and then I just want, yeah, I just I, you know there's different ways to play FM, and you know you you go into it and you have an overall aim of where you want to end up in terms of the style and philosophy of the football you want to play. And I always wanted really to to manage a Studiantes because of the history of the game, um, quite a violent and dark past, um, kind of like the essence of anti-football. And so it didn't feel right that if I, I came in as a as a manager that was kind of soft and you know you know nice to everyone, it wouldn't work. I think it, ha- it had to be a, a manager that was kind of like a Diego Simeone type character who was just in the faces of their of the opponents and just kind of reveled in the drama um, of the Studiantes. So that was the reason for Angel Bastardo to be born out uh, in FM17. Um, and it just kind of, it's just been such a great character to write, really. Um, I knew I knew the way I wanted to end his story in FM17 was quite a drastic and brutal ending. Um, so I always had that in mind. That's how he's going to go. But then as I was approaching the end, I knew that I really didn't want him to go. But, you know, it was all leading up to this brilliant ending and so there's always ways you can bring people back and do certain things so you know he, he gets another year run out i don't think he'll be in fm19 um no but i do actually have a really glorious end for him in mind even better than the fm17 ending but i won't spoil that for anyone i'll perfectly forward that so just briefly at what point did you decide to bring him back was it between the two games or was it long before that uh long before that well i've i was um I actually wrote the, the the. I'm always writing generally, so I kind of like drafted my epilogue, um, and without knowing exactly how it was going to finish, because see, he finished winning a Champions League, which is amazing. But I, I think I probably wrote the epilogue maybe a season and a half before that point. I think it was in July. I was in France at the time on holiday, and um, so I wrote it, and then you know did another season and a half, knowing that you'd have to come back. 
So I wrote the, I wrote it knowing that probably deep down I knew he'd bring I'd come he'd come back at some point. Yeah, it's great. So where what where does your motivation come from for creating content and and sort of trying new things like you are now with um, with streaming and the occasional YouTube video? <laughs> well, I, I like to just share my stories really of Football Manager. Just it's, it's um it kind of enhances my playstyle by sharing with other people and you know there's a flip side to that of actually consuming other people's stories uh, i just find it a richer way of playing the game for me um you know I, I did the reason why i probably started blogging is that when i was at university and before that with my mates we were playing the games and talking verbally our stories and it was great um but as you get older you find that people fall out of love of the game and they get married have kids um and then you find that you're the only mate bringing up the conversation of foot manager all the time so you kind of think, okay, perhaps I need to channel my enthusiasm for the game somewhere else. So instead of down the pub topic conversation, um, I decided just to, to kickstart a blog and start writing. I like writing anyway. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do try some other content streams. I'm, I'm never going to be a full-time streamer. I don't I don't enjoy streaming so much. I only, only stream really the 90-minute games for the finals I've done. I wouldn't really want to stream me just sitting in the player search for hours at a time. It would just be so boring to watch. Um, and like goes of YouTube, YouTube is, you know, it's great. To, it's another way of showing a story. And I've done that before, obviously showing Angel Bastardo's um, history of winning the honours he did last year. Um, and I did a, a small video this year as well. But writing is probably the, the preferred medium for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the kind of streaming and, and YouTube thing is a bit, uh, always a bit tongue in cheek when we say it and, uh, and yourself say it. But um, one thing you have moved into is uh, you've teamed up with Dan, Dan Gear and moved into podcasting with the excellent grass and gear how what what brought that about how did that sort of come to be um i just i, I, I suppose that just is born out from just meeting people uh, online and obviously i don't really know how dan and, uh, grass and gear came about really it was just kind of one day it was like well, we should maybe do a pod because we do get on very well um and just like chain fm and he very much same similar age as me you know two children um, we both share the same frustrations in life, not playing the game sometimes and just, you know, thought, okay, let's just spend one night every two or three weeks where we just talk about FM or do something quirky. Um, so that's how that came about. Um, don't quite know really the wider reasons. I don't really know if this has got an end game to the pod. It's just kind of call your mate up for a, a chat and have a laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people can probably get on board with that and, and say kind of maybe they do the same thing or they'd like to do. And, and I think that's the kind of the beauty of it. It's not trying to be anything. That, it's, that, it, that it doesn't want to be you know it's just kind of a bit of fun and and that comes across really well yeah i i, I think just on a note that i think it's it's another example of um replacing that conversation down the pub with mates really just talk about fm it's, it's another chance to just me like regurgitate for the manager somewhere so it could be it could be streaming could be youtube could be blogging you know there's also podcasting as well yeah that's it i mean what sort of one thing would you improve about your own sort of content is there anything you would improve on or you wish you could do better um well for me it's always a question of time um obviously I, I don't have i don't have the capacity to run simultaneous saves so i've only got the one save going all year round i won't i don't think my brain can cope with a second save or certainly not time-wise either in an ideal world you know I'd, I'd love to have a little side save where i do some something different tactically that year um or do some kind of crazy um challenge put myself in obviously i try to play for manager realistic as best i can um there are caveats to that obviously i don't have um attribute masking on and that is just simply a, a time factor um i have to have it off so that i don't scout people 
um, send scouts off for reports knowing that I'm going to scout them anyway because I'll be doing that with attribute masking off anyway. So, yeah, it's just a time factor, really. I'd probably play the game more in depth and even slower, perhaps. I don't know if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah I, I, I totally agree. I mean, obviously, we're in a similar situation with, uh, with each other and a lot of people out there I know that we kind of talk to daily um, and that we've kind of got a young family. Um, so how do you balance that? work family and fm dynamic how does that work for you well i think the first thing is my wife mrs grasshopper is very understanding uh, of, of my fm addiction she knows that i probably need it um and it does replace me you know going out to the pub really it's just a night in really i try to i try to get like one or two hours in most nights sometimes i miss a night which is a shame um or someone since they want to do a pod <laughs> like today but <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just think having a, a kind of like a, a routine, really. Um, so you've got to get understanding of your wife, and you've also got to just find time to play. Yeah, um, that's it. I think for for anything, if it's something that you want to do, then just doing it will. That's your thing, your hobby. So you know, yeah, kind of I, I think in terms of that's playing the game, but obviously content wise. I think it can be very hard sometimes to break from the game and write things down, or you know, do a YouTube video. You know, there's always a temptation to just carry on playing, and then you kind of get out of sync, and you don't you don't have that uh, rhythm. So I've got the rhythm now where I have two blog posts a season. So at the halfway point, I'll break, and sometimes that break can last a week where I just won't be playing the game. I'll just be writing or thinking ideas. Um, you know, perhaps that's kind of a, a very strong way to blog, I suppose, because generally it shouldn't stop you playing the game. Um, if anything, it should help you play the game. But sometimes I just think a clear break is what I need sometimes. Uh, and likewise, end of the season, I do the same. Um, so yeah, you just got to get in a rhythm. You got to find the the right style um, and pauses for yourself to keep going and to keep it like year round. I suppose the aim is probably to make content year round. Really, um, if you if you if you keep going stop and start, you'll you perhaps um, not get the readership you want. Yeah, that's the thing I've I found that at different times throughout the year. I go through like like you say I go through phases of I'll you know I'll write a lot and then I'll play a lot so it does kind of you just got to go with what you feel is right I think at the time yeah so what what kind of what's the one big tip you'd give to any budding creators out there or anyone looking to improve um well I'd, I'd say really it takes it probably would take a good year to find what works for you and you've got to, you've got to do trial and error um and just see what, what what kind of what fits for you in terms of your lifestyle or your interests you know you could you could you know, you could go really in depth to tactical approaches on analyzing FM games, um, but you might not like it. But it, it might get the hits, but then you won't last the the race, kind of thing. I think you've just got to you just got to find what works for you and interests you really. And I think I even my early post in FM sixteen really, I did trial a few different things, mixed the writing style up a lot. Um, whereas now for seventeen and eighteen, I've kind of fallen on the, the same kind of pattern and. That doesn't say you always have to do the same kind of post to make it work. Sometimes I'll branch off and I'll do a guide, for instance. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I've answered the question there, really. A trial and error. Yeah, um, find, find your own rhythm, find your own, what you're good at and what you enjoy. I think the enjoyment is the, the one thing that I would say. Make sure that you're enjoying what you're doing. Because... Oh, yeah, definitely. That is the the basis for me. Um, I'm only writing now because I enjoy it and enjoy sharing the story, obviously when I write stuff like a creative piece, like an epilogue or a prologue I do, and sometimes it's far out, like, you know, Angel Bastardo woke up from a cocaine dream. You don't, you know, there's no expectation that anyone else is going to like that, but I enjoyed writing it. Uh, so I think that, you've got to, you've got to be the pro. I think you've just got to like do things for yourself. That's and it. Hope, hope people come along. Yeah. And, and kind of find like-minded people who like that content um, and, and talk to them as much as you can and, and surround yourself with 
with people that like it rather than trying to chase people that maybe don't like it. Yeah, I, you know, uh, tongue in cheek, I wrote a, a little um, rhyme last year with Baz Luhrmann's sunscreen song called The Glass of 2009. And in it, one of the lyrics is obviously, you know, remember the compliments you receive about your content and forget the insults of it. And, you know, for every one person that hates it, there's going to perhaps be someone that likes it. So, you know, if, if you don't like the content, don't, you know, don't don't be put on the negativity of it. You know, there's there's people that like it as well. That's it. And usually negative people are a bit more vocal than the positive people. But, you know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully everyone can find their own, their own things. So just moving slightly away from creating content and trying to find out a bit more about you in, in the game. Um, what's been your sort of most disappointing save? What have you kind of anything you've regretted or that didn't work or just you fell out of over the years? Um, well, the, one of the major disappointments is probably before I started blogging. Um, this is probably about 2010, 11 ish. I had a, an exceptional um, Lorient save in France and um, I'd got Lorient to League One honours in France and also quite challenging very well in Champions League. And uh, the save corrupted and it was one of those corrupted saves where the database just stops working there's no way to, you can save it um and it on that game day it would break whatever you do I had, I had one or two backups but it was just for some reason it would break whatever um so then you know i've since then i've learned my lesson corrupt saves i'm always backing up on the cloud etc obviously stuff that you've learned as well recently mike <laughs> yes yeah definitely always do um, so that that's my disappointment obviously things go wrong as well that that's a that's a hardware or you know, a game breaking thing you can't control, but obviously in the game itself, um, I had a Palmer save, uh, probably like, I don't know, maybe 2012, 13, maybe. And they were in Serie A at the time and I got them relegated, which is really embarrassing. Um, and if I recall, I don't think they even sacked me. I just had to walk, walk away myself. <laughs> it just wasn't going well. And that at that time as well, that, you know, it wasn't a appalling team. They had Cassano, if I remember rightly, um, quite, quite a strong midfield. And, just things weren't working for me. So um, you, you didn't even get the payoff? Uh, they just asked you to leave? No, that's right, yeah. I had to pack my bags myself and drive myself to the airport. <laughs> so what, what's your favourite part of the game? What, what do you enjoy the most? Um, I think, you know, that, that that new save feeling and when you get onto a new save and you're, um, you're starting out with the, the players you've got and you, you've really got the um, challenge to do the best you can with them. I mean, that, that's, I do love that feeling for new save. Obviously, it comes around for me once a year. Um, so, yeah, the on the onset, and then you've got your own plan of transfer targets and how the save pans out. Um, all that save prep as well you do, like with content. You know, I like I like setting out my challenges. So at the start of my save in FM18, I've kind of wrote things I want to do by certain years or, you know, I want to achieve X amount of clean sheets or I want to win the Copa Libertadores. Um, I just love all that preparation before the save or the early days of the save. I think it's great. Um, and you can, I think that's another thing for helping your save last longer if, if you've got a plan of action ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you'd like to say, I've just gone through the new save feeling again. Obviously, I wouldn't have liked to do it, but I did it. And it is that kind of buzz that you get and choosing what you're going to do and, and then writing introductions and things. It's, it just brings it all back from, from the start of the start of the game. Yeah. Um, so what is there anything you've removed from Football Manager? What, what, what do you not like? Um, training for me is a bit of a... I don't really know what I'm doing with training, to be honest. I just, I just leave it set for tactical um, all year round. Um, I don't feel like I've really got much of a control or, or saying how I want my players to train, really. Yeah. Um, I, I get the feeling that's going to be overhauled. 
even the next edition, just just by looking at the amount of the real life managers they're getting in the um, sports interactive studio, something's got to be happening. I think for training, right? Okay, yeah. Watch this space, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if we get anything new for FM nineteen. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, yeah. Who knows what we're going to get? Probably an improved AI. <laughs> well, we we would be uh, we'd be better off with that, I think. Yeah. Uh, so training, I would I would I think even. Even stuff like the, I know a lot of people said it on a lot of pods recently, but just the, the pre-match team briefings and stuff like that, it just needs to be more polished around the edges of this game. It feels like a lot of things are added each edition of FM, not really um, tested out long haul. Yeah, I think that'll come with year, year on year. Things always get a little bit better. Yeah, um, set pieces as well. Sorry, I've got like a resume in front of me here. Obviously, that's uh, <laughs> that's for Andre, uh, Casey Rincey. So he, he's obviously got an opinion that set pieces is lacking and I actually really agree with him. Yeah, they, they obviously added they added a little bit more this year uh, with more sort of options and, and more different, different things with free kicks, but I don't see that it massively improved everything. Um, it made it obviously you know, a little bit better, but people are still shooting from from places where they're better to pass and things. So. Yeah, yeah it's, right. just, it's got, just got a, like the user interface of it. It's got to be an easier way to, for instance, when you change tactic, you've got to do it all again, or you, at least you can import them kind of thing. But it just seems really fiddly. Um, yeah. Perhaps yeah, they I need mean, to look at another game, even if it's not a sports sim, or just how, how people do things. It just, mm. it just seems like it's very dated and mouse heavy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe they can uh, listen to this and take some bit on board. Obviously, I hope they're listening, yeah. Yeah, well, I think they are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so what's, has there been a save out there that someone else has done that you've been kind of jealous of or you thought, wow, that's a really good idea. I wish I'd have thought of that. Um, there's just so many good saves going around, really. Obviously, I like what Samo's done with, obviously, um, his, his new database with Scotland and he's restructured yeah. the whole leagues there. Um, I love stuff like that. I, I don't think it's something that I'll have the patience to do editing-wise and, you know, you've got to run so much testing in the background to get it right. But I look at those saves and think, yeah, that's actually amazing. Um, you get some crazy databases. Obviously, I've seen like uh, like a Soviet block um, yeah. database. I know um, Tim Sports last year had the Alpine League, which is kind of like Switzerland, Austria, kind of like all mixed in. Uh, again, it's a, it's just an, an, another approach to FM really, which is kind of a more fictional uh, setting. Um, but they really do attract me. And I love I love following them. Um, maybe if I got down to it, I probably would hate playing it because again, like I said at the start, I, I really like realism. Um, or grounded myself in the history of the country or the or the or the, or the club, and I perhaps if if I was in a in a fake league, it, it might get um, a bit tiring after a while. Yeah, but then you've also got that narrative of that's that's your world. So I I the editing is yeah that's a good point. I'm actually quite jealous of that, and I you know, wish I had the the kind of ability to do that. I've done a few simulations and things for there's a bit of content, but never gone you know really into the editor. Um, I'd love to do like a European Super League save or something like that, where you know all the, all the top teams play each other regularly or something. That'd yeah, be a, a good save. Um, but yeah, I, <clears throat> I hadn't thought of that, but I totally agree. Those those always interest me. Those saves. Yeah, and, and another another type of save I really like is obviously the really exotic saves. So you've got like Diego Mendoza. He's at Libya at the moment, but last year he was in the Emirates. Um, you've obviously got Vincent Guzman in Indonesia at the moment. And yeah, I do like exotic saves, obviously being Argentina, but it's still out of the box league. It doesn't feel truly exotic. Um, I would like to have the bravery sometimes to get the custom league packs out and pick a nation that is completely far out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Argentina is exotic to a lot of people, but like you say, yeah, it's it's there. It's good to go. At least you know it's going to work, but uh, well, most of the time. Well, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
No ways. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree. I think <clears throat> I think I'd love to go. I, I'd be too scared. I think actually to go somewhere like to uh, to Asia or to Africa or, or anywhere like that. I think I, I, I feel good. like I'd need like a Diego or a Vincent to hold my hand along the way to make yeah. sure it's all yeah. it's all going well and there's no game breaking bug about to come around the corner and hit me. Yeah, I think that's uh, that. Yeah, I'd, I'd need someone uh, to at least tell me what to do. I, I think I'd, I'd load up. To th- I'd be all prepared, write three intros, load up the first day, and then probably just close it. I wouldn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> go, go back to the Premiership, Premier League. Um, yeah. So right, we're getting sort of towards the end now. Um, what's the last thing you learned on about football management? Well, that's a really good question. I don't think I ever stop learning. If I'm honest, there's always bits of the game you don't know or. Bits I don't consider. Um, ah, I just, it's just so much, really. Like I mean, this year, I, I kind of refresh my memory of the player traits because I, f- I forgot a lot of the reasonings for player traits. So one of the things I've, I've picked up and tried to implement this year with my youth is obviously if, if, a, if a young player's got high strength, then and if it's a striker, then you might want to put shoots with power in. And it's one of those things that is so logical that you just forget. So, you know, in the past, I might have been putting a player trait on a player that isn't actually strong enough to shoot with power. You never question it. Yeah, you just think because he's got that trait, he does it. Yeah, and there's just so many small things like that that you do um, maybe through habit or you just don't think what you're doing. And then you think, actually, well, no, it actually doesn't make sense. I think there's a lot of things, FM, really, is just if you adapt to it to real life, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, no, I, I get that. There's, um, you know, just reading Twitter, reading blogs, and it's just things that you think of that just yeah. come to you. And there, there was one thing recently, but obviously I mentioned it in Grass and Gear Pod, it was obviously the training, so... Players won't improve. They won't get any benefit from match time before they're eighteen. Yeah, I think uh, that that particular nugget of information that's kind of changed a lot of people's views. Or you know, maybe they were like yourself. I think you did it anyway by accident. But yeah, I, I did it anyway just because it felt realistic not to chuck fifteen to sixteen year olds in all the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, and no, I didn't know that. It's just I think that's what I was trying to make a point of. If you just try to play realistic, is kind of and then it makes some things make sense. Not everything, but some things. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good tip. Um, so you've got about a minute. So just tell us about your favourite new gen for about a minute. My favourite new gen? Well, I think this year, there's a few. I've got um, Rul Rulong, who's a central midfielder in my Estudiantes safe who I plucked from Paraguay. I didn't build him myself, unfortunately. Um, but my all-time favourite is back in FM16. He's my two new gens I had. So it's Remo, Mara and... Um, Marco Simon, who came through the first intake of Grasshoppers and just kind of become the best players of their generation, especially Marco Simon, who went on to become Ballon d'Or winner. Not with me, with Real Madrid, sadly, I was Grasshoppers. But um, it was nice seeing him go on to achieve worldwide fame. Yeah, yeah. that was um, Samo's question. Uh, I asked him before if he wanted to ask anything. He, he probably knew I was going to say those two, probably. He did, yeah. That's, I had a little smile when, uh, when they came up, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, moving on to question 11, because we never do anything truly right on Tempo Time. Um, <laughs> what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you boot up FM? So what's the first thing I'm going to do? Next time you log on. Um, what I'm going to do is I've got a problem at the moment with my save is that I've got the Recuper final, which is the winner of the Copa de Pizuris and the Sudamericana face each other. So it's kind of like your Continental Super Cup final. It's played over two legs. Um, the headache I've got is that Argentina and Brazil played a Super Classico, which is an international match every every year between Argentina and Brazil. And Argentina have called up five of my players, or no, six of my players, I think. And they're all first teamers, and they're all going to be the same day as the first leg of the Recupa final. 
So they've actually called up both my first choice strikers, um, a defender, a left back and a midfielder, actually my, my best midfielder, my number 10. So I'm actually stuck. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to have to play youth and hope that it gets me through. But this is the kind of fun you have with um, Argentine saves because, you know, you just you just can't win. You've got AFA, which is the Argentine Football Association. They have a European model of the league running from August to May. And then you've got CONMEBOL, the continental running across the calendar year. And just things clash all the time. And obviously you've got internationals as well now because my team's generally getting better. So that's the headache I've got. So my I'll be powering up FM after this call, probably with my head in my hands. Wondering what the hell I'm going to do. Right. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, where can people find out how you get on with that? Uh, right. So, um, Twitter at uh, FM underscore Grasshopper. Uh, my website, which then will be a blog post about how I do it or what I do, that's um, worldwideweb.fmgrasshopper.com. Um, and I'm on Slack, which is hashtag FM Grasshopper. Right. And also the Grass and Gear podcast, Grass N Gear. Yeah, great. I'd uh, definitely check all those places out, <laughs> and, uh, especially on the World Wide Web. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so that about brings us to the end. It's probably a little bit longer than we uh, we anticipated. I'm not quite sure. How. Sorry, it's my fault. No, no. I mean, I, hopefully uh, everyone enjoyed that. Um, I certainly did. Um, hopefully it'll come across uh, well. Uh, it's the first time we've run one of these. Um, obviously, we want to get a lot of content creators that people haven't actually heard of or, or they don't necessarily know. We don't just want the regular voices that we, we kind of hear a lot of all the time. No offense, uh, Mr. Grasshopper. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're out there and you, and you want to come on and, and tell us a story about how, you know, you're, you want new gen minutes or you want to, you know, just kind of discuss a few things about your save, then please, uh, you know, tweet us at, at, uh, what are we, at Tempo 10 Podcast. Uh, you can tweet me on at according to FM. Um, you can find us on thehightempopress.com um, and on Slack and everywhere else, I'm sure. Um, so please uh, get in touch. Please uh, let us know if you like this. We'll, we do plan to make more of them. Um, so whether you like it or not, I'm probably stuck with them. Um, but we'll uh, we'll carry on and uh, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll be back for the next one. We'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.